Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. The Old Testament reading for the twelfth Sunday after Trinity comes from Isaiah chapter 29. Is it not yet a very little while until Lebanon shall be turned into a fruit field, and the fruit field shall be regarded as a forest? In that day the death shall hear the words of a book, and out of their gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. The meek shall obtain fresh joy in the Lord, and the poor among mankind shall exalt in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless shall come to nothing, and the scoffer cease. And all who watch to do evil shall be cut off. Who by word make a man out to be an offender, and lay in snare for him who reproves in the gate, and with an empty plea turn aside him who is in the right. Therefore, thus says the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall no more be ashamed, no more shall his face grow pale. For when he sees his children, the work of my hands, in its midst, they will sanctify my name. They will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. And those who go astray in the spirit will come to understanding, and those who murmur will accept instruction. This is the word of the Lord. Please read along with me the catechetical review found in the center portion of your bulletin. The second commandment, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie, or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble Pray, praise, and give thanks. The third article of the creed, sanctification. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith, in the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. The epistle reading comes from Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 17. 
if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes through the word of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel for the Twelfth Sunday of Trinity from the Gospel of St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, in the region of the Decapolis, and they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment, and they begged him to lay his hands on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephrathah, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one, but the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the gospel of our Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Will you pray with me? Father in heaven, we thank you again that you have opened our ears that we might hear your call. We pray, dear Father, you would continue to strengthen us to believe in your word and promises. Open our ears now to the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ephrathah! Be opened, and you can hear. You can hear the good news that Jesus preaches by the power of his word. You've been deaf for roughly 15 seconds, and you were trying to figure out what happened. Pastor forget to turn his mic on again, or maybe Scott has him muted, or maybe he's just messing with us, trying to figure all those things out, but for some... Deafness is a reality. You were trying to figure out why you couldn't hear. And if I had you in that time repeat back to me what I said, you probably wouldn't be able to do it. 
If you did it, it would be a guess at what I said. Most likely, it would probably be incorrect. You see, when we can't hear, we can't respond rightly. We can't answer correctly. We can't believe correctly if we can't hear what God says. The gospel reading for today is all about hearing and about speaking and acting and living and confessing correctly. A deaf man, most likely deaf from birth, most likely couldn't speak because of his deafness, hears Jesus. Jesus puts his fingers right in his ears, touches his tongue, and speaks one word, Ephratha, and the man hears it possibly for the first time in his life. These were the first man this man hears from Jesus, and he hears them, and then he speaks plainly. Jesus puts his fingers right in his ears. He physically touches him so that there is no doubt of who's doing the healing. Jesus spoke in his words and his touch. They restored that man that was blind or that was deaf. The miracle of Jesus bringing hearing to this deaf man by word and touch, it shouldn't surprise us because this is the same way that God continues to bring his message to us. It's the same way that God has acted in all of his creating work. God speaks and things happen. God speaks in creation and everything that is was formed. God spoke a word, and by his authority, all of his creating work and his authority made everything the way it is, the way it was supposed to be. He made it all good, and it all worked in harmony. God touches the earth that he made, and he forms some clay together, and he breathes and he speaks word and faith into Adam, and he comes to life. God touches Adam's side, and and out of Adam's rib comes Eve. And God, again, speaks to and about his creation. It is very good. Man and woman, husband and wife, and God speaks his approval to the institution of marriage of man and woman. God speaks, and great things happen. The power of Jesus' word and his touch, it's undeniable. Just read through the miracles that are in the scriptures. Jesus touched the blind man and he could see. He put his fingers in the ears. He touched the man's tongue and he spoke and he could hear. With a word, Jesus cast out the demons that were demonizing so many people. He tells the paralytic, get up and walk. And he picks up his mat and he walks home. Jesus calls a little girl back to life who's dead and restores her to his family. Jesus speaks to his own friend, Lazarus, dead in the tomb for four days. He says, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man stands alive and well and walks out of the tomb. Jesus' powerful word and his touch is just as active today as it was the day that Jesus stuck his fingers in this man's ears and said, Ephrathah, you were deaf, 
We just heard it in the children's message. When you were born with your own sin of thought, word, and deed, with the sin that you inherited from Adam and Eve, you were dead and could not hear God and live according to what God said. And he touched you. He called to you. In the waters of baptism, the water splashed upon you, and his holy name was placed upon you. And he opened your ears to hear wonderful promises. You've been adopted into his family. You are his own dear child with all of the riches of the kingdom of the king of kings. That's yours. He gave you faith to believe in these promises and miracles. He changed you. And he promises to be with you always. He touched you with water and his word. He spoke words over you and your ears were opened. And now you can believe the gospel promises that are given to you. In Luther's original baptismal rite, when the pastor would baptize, he would actually say, Ephratha, to the one he was baptizing. So their ears would be opened and they could hear the gospel of Jesus for them. God's word of forgiveness from Jesus' death and resurrection, they've been spoken to you this morning. This mighty miracle of God's word has been given to you. You confessed your sins. And through the office of pastor, God has spoken back to you. You're forgiven. Your sins, all of them, your deafness, your times that you've run away from God, forgiven by the power of Jesus on the cross. All your sins of thought, word, and deed forgiven by Jesus. Just like when the deaf man received this mighty miracle and here again, your forgiveness given to you this morning is not dependent on you. It's not dependent on you feeling forgiven. It's not dependent on you forgiving yourself. As the word was spoken to you, the gift was given to you. You are forgiven by what Jesus did on the cross for you. But what happens when you don't want to hear? When you don't want to believe God's promises? What happens when you want to remain deaf to God's word? Well, first keep this in mind. Even when we stick our fingers in our ears like spoiled, sinful, disobedient kids and we walk away saying, no, 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 I'm not going to listen, God still pursues you. He still comes to you with his grace and his mercy. We heard it this morning in the catechetical review. The Holy Spirit calls and that's an active, continuing word, continuing to call you to faith so that you will hear his words of promise, repent, and believe. We hear it when Jesus is speaking. We hear his gospel call to all of us. His primary purpose for all of us is not to condemn us, but to forgive us and to restore us. We hear it when St. John writes as Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. That great gospel verse, for God so loved the world. But we hear Jesus' primary purpose in the next verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But in order that the world would be saved through him. In order that the world would hear about him. We have been ransomed. We have heard. 
We have been touched by the Holy Spirit, given faith to believe that Jesus' death on the cross has forgiven you. And he promises to be with you always. Keep this in mind as well. Just like the deaf man, if we don't hear correctly, we can't speak correctly. If we're taught God's word incorrectly or wrongly, or believe God's word the way that I want to believe it, versus the way that the word actually says it and speaks it, then we are again being deaf. What we believe might not lead to the forgiveness of sins and peace with God now and into eternity. If preachers or congregations take the easy road and believe what the world says is right and popular and successful so that we might look progressive and receive the the accolades of men, they will not receive the same praise from God. God's very clear about hearing correctly and about acting correctly. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he'd be thrown into the sea. This scares me to death as a preacher. This warning is for preachers, but it is also for you, for hearers, and for the congregation, that there is a right way to hear. That God's word is true and what he says has power and authority for us. Dear saints, God has opened your ears in your baptism. He has implanted saving faith centered in Jesus Christ in you. Don't run away from the hard teachings in God's word because they offend you. Because they challenge you in what you believe and what you do. Lean into them. Listen to his word. Repent and trust that God continues to do all of these things for your good. Dear saints, one of the challenges for all of us is that you as a congregation do not tolerate sloppy preaching. You do not tolerate when the law is not called for what it is. We cannot tolerate sloppiness, when it doesn't drive us to our sins so that we see that clearly. So all the more clearly we can see the forgiveness of sins that Jesus has given to us. God's word is powerful and effective. God always works through his word and through his touch. And he does that for us each and every time we hear his word. He gives us faith. He strengthens us, he forgives us, and he makes us his own dear children. There are those, however, no matter how hard the Holy Spirit pursues them, they refuse to hear. They refuse to believe in the life-giving and freeing promises of Jesus. And at their end, God will speak to those who have refused to hear his word and forgiveness. He will say, I never knew you. Their life's work of service to other will never be enough. Their excuses will not change God's mind. 
Those who refuse to hear God's word will be separated from him and all that is good and peaceful for eternity. Remember, dear saints, it is not God's will that any should be sent to hell. His intent is always to heal, always to restore, always to give faith and forgiveness. God does not cause people to go to hell. Everyone who is there is there by their own refusal to hear God's word, their own deafness to his gospel promises. Ephrathah, be opened. Hear the good news. You're forgiven. Jesus has brought you back from death. Open your ears. Pronounce the greatest good news to you that mankind could ever hear. You are at peace with God. He has sent his own dear son to do the dying. He has buried your sins in his tomb, never to be heard from or seen again. He has risen on the third day that you might know that death will not claim you. It has no hold on you. Because it has no hold on Jesus. Hear and live in and confess the good news. You are free. You are forgiven. And you are eternally loved by God the Father and His Son Jesus. And the Holy Spirit that pursues you with this good news every day of your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.